May all grace, mercy, and peace come to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If there's any children here tonight, I invite you to come forward. Hey, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read something, okay? This is from Psalm 130, which is found in the Bible, okay? And it says this, I wait for the Lord, and my soul waits, and in His word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Hmm. Now I'm going to say this. You ready? Ready for this one? Man, I sure hope I get what I want for Christmas. I want a car. No, wait. I want a truck, a particular type of truck, a Ford Maverick, a hybrid model, right? Because I've wanted a truck for a long time. Do you think I'll get it? Yeah, no. You said no. Why won't I get it? Really? Do you know that I went on Facebook or and, and I, on my neighborhood Facebook and there was a lady, it's not even Christmas, there was a lady, no kidding, had a brand new BMW with a bow around the top of it and was gloating about it. So she got it. Why can't I have my truck? He said my house is too small and God's not going to come put it in the driveway. No, it's not God. Uh, uh. But you know what? I've been really good this year. I've worked really hard for everything that I have. You know that? I've been good to people. I've been nice to people. And I think I deserve a truck. Why can't I have a truck? Oh, okay. What about you, Crosby? Why can't I have a truck? Too big, huh? All kinds of answers. Well, you know what? I really hope I wake up and there's a truck in my drive. But am I asking for the right things for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's, that a boy. Give me knuckles. There you go. Huh? You can't put it in my house. Okay. But think, what is, what is Christmas really about? It's about Jesus. His birthday, right. And his birth. That's right. It's not about trucks. It's not about toys, is it? What do you guys want for Christmas? What are you asking for Christmas? A what? A lion suitcase. You hear that, Dad? <laughs> uh, oh, something with horns on it. What about you? I'm glad I'm not your parent. <laughs> And a DS. Oh, my goodness. Those are wonderful things. Do you think you'll get them? Why not? It's about Jesus. You got it. That's the only thing it's about. Right. And and do toys and laptops and all those things, even if I got a truck, do you think that would last? No? Why not? It will break. Right. Over time, they break. Right. Eventually, it's going to get worn out, right? All those things, your toys, even your suitcase, Crosby, gets worn out from usage, okay? And, and sometimes, and your squishy horn thing, that right, it'll break too eventually because all those things aren't meant to last, are they? I hope that doesn't break. You go flying. No, but all those things break over time, and we put our hope and our trust in them sometimes, don't we? Thinking, yes, that's going to bring me happiness. 
But Jesus, as you said, is the reason for, for Christmas. The birth of Jesus. Now, do you think Jesus lasts? Yes. How long does Jesus last? Uh huh. And he created us. We can be here for a while. Yeah, he created everything, right? All that's good. And he created all that's good, right? Uh huh. And the city and everything and else, right? So, who do we put our hope into this Christmas? Three and one. Did you see that? He just he just went like that. Like that's that's Christmas, right? That's Christmas in a heart in, in a nutshell. Yeah, that's right. So you know what? It, it's that's where we put our hope, right? And our hope rests where? Right, right here, right here, right, right in our hearts. That's where our hope lasts, and that's where it endures. And so I pray this Christmas that you find some fun things under the tree, right? But I pray that you remember Christmas and sing Happy Birthday to Jesus and put your hope in Him. And that that hope not only lasts this Christmas, but next Christmas and the Christmas after and all the days of your lives because that's hope, right? So can we pray? Let's pray, guys. Dear God, we thank you for the greatest gift ever. Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Help us to put our trust in him. Amen. All right, you can go back to your seats. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's right. Jesus is everything. (laughs) You know, the verse that I read at the beginning of this message was from Psalm 130, which is part of a psalm that is called a, a penitential psalm. Who wrote it? Who wrote the Psalms? Okay. Why? Why did he write the Psalms? Anybody? Why would he write that particular Psalm? Yeah, he was in trouble. That's right. <laughs> he needed to repent. You're absolutely right. Um, you ever have those days where you go, I, I just need to, I need to go ask for forgiveness. Most days it's, it's asking forgiveness from one of our you know, fellow human beings for something we've done, but most often it's going to God and repenting to God as well. And that's what David felt the need to do. He knew that he couldn't put his hope and his trust in other things. His hope and his trust wasn't going to be in his wealth. It wasn't going to be in Uriah's wife. It wasn't going to be in any of those things, any of the victories that he had. It was going to be in the Lord alone. But in order to go back and clean that hope, David needed to, he needed to pour out his spirit. He needed to pour out his, his soul to the Lord and ask God for forgiveness. And he wanted to tell God that he was sorry, so he wrote the Psalms. Have any of you ever written a letter to God asking God for something or just pouring out your soul to God? Sometimes it's different than when you speak it, than when you put it down in writing and actually see what you wrote out. David recorded it, and it's lived. It's, it's in the Bible. It's a living, breathing word, inspiration of God. It looks a whole lot different when it's in writing than when you speak it. 
And that's pretty cool. In fact, I'm going to read that verse again. We can use it ourselves to pray to God and tell him that we're sorry too. So listen again to what David said. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. And in his word, I, I hope. I, what courage to say, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Do you know what courage it takes to admit that? Who you are before the Lord? That's great courage and that's great hope. But the courage comes from the trust. The trust that when I speak those words that, that I know who I'm talking to. The rock-solid God. The eternal trust and the eternal hope. So let's just stop right there for a minute. A few minutes ago, I asked these kids what they were hoping to get for Christmas. Heard all kinds of different things from suitcases to Xboxes and everything else. But when it comes to gifts, you have to put your hope in the one giving the gifts, right? If I'm going to go ask for these gifts, I'm going to hope that the one that heard my, my, my request is going to put it under the tree, or in my case, in the driveway. <laughs> That's how it works. You don't just go arbitrarily ask and walk away from it. Is it not the same with God? When David wrote this psalm, David's hope was that the, that the Lord would hear. But it wasn't just a hope as in, I, I really hope that he hears this. It was a trust that the Lord was going to hear his plea and the Lord was going to bring about forgiveness to David. I mean, David had messed up. No bones about it. David had messed up. David even lost a potential son over it. That's heartbreaking. But David pinned this with the hope that God would forgive him and that he would come out okay on the other side of things. When it comes to the church, to our own soul and to our faith, what is our hope and our trust? That this building is going to stand for 60 more years? That the Lord will provide us with a new pastor this year? Yeah, of course, that's some of those things, right? What, is our, what does it mean to be the church, to be his people? What is our hope? Our hope is living before the Lord as his people and trusting that no matter what we face in the world, God is always going to be out front leading us. Our hope is that we're going to take the gospel and we're going to go out and, the, and God is going to show us how to use these things and what to do and to be his hands and his feet. Our hope is, is that when, when we come to God in confession, he hears us and that he forgives us. Jesus is the giver of all good gifts. In the reading it says, what did David say? In his word, I hope. Not in his temple. Not in Jerusalem. In his word, I hope. The word of Jesus is what? It's the best. It's the rock solid. It doesn't change. And what he says is always truth. He never lies. He doesn't disappoint us. He's not like Santa Claus whose lap we went and sat in the mall one year and asked for, you know, the Red Ryder BB gun and didn't get it on Sunday or, you know, on Christmas Day. 
That's not hope. That's not trust. We don't put our trust in those things. David didn't go before the Lord when he recorded these words and asked for wealth and, and to restore the, you know, his kingdom. No, he trusted in the Lord's word. And that's who we are before the Lord as a broken person like David. And we trust in his hope that Jesus is the glue that's binding us back together and reconnecting us with God. What do you hope in this Advent season? What are you hoping? Maybe for some people it's that they will land a job or get better news or heal properly or be reconnected with a loved one that they haven't talked to in many years. Be reconciled. As a congregation, we come in this Advent season talking about trust and hope and we're hoping that the new year will bring us you know, better things here at, at, at the church. But no matter what we face as individuals or as a congregation, we hope and we trust that the Lord will continue to lead us as His people together. Not as individuals, not alone, but together as one, united in the body of Christ. In the church, we receive the gifts of all time, of joy and of love and of fellowship and of peace and forgiveness. And so much more. And these are the best gifts that you can't pay for because they've already been paid for and they're given freely. And so my hope for each and every one of you this Advent season and beyond is that the Lord's peace rests upon you. That your trust and your hope in the Lord remains rock solid. And that we remain united together to His glory. Amen.